always look on the dyslexic side of life. But um, but um, but um, but um. Hey guys, uh, this is Joe Reese from At Dyslexic Life, the podcast. Yeah, I know. It's I've had the craziest week in my dyslexic world, and whilst creating a TikTok this morning, I kind of thought, actually, do you know what? This is a podcast in the making. So join me every week where I summarise the dyslexic highlights of my week. So let me talk to you about the week that began on September, well, September the 28th today. So it's the end of the week, actually. So last weekend, I headed off to York to see one of my uni friends that I haven't seen for a really long time. Now, if you've read my book, Don't Forget to Smile, which is all about my experiences of living with undiagnosed dyslexia, she is one of my friends, one of the people I talk about in the book, and her pseudoname is Scenic Root. Um, We had a really, really great weekend, and I tried super hard to stay away from social media because I actually think that it's really important to have a break every now and again. Um, But, however, dyslexia is always with me. It doesn't go away. And I had a little dyslexic observation, epiphany, on the side of a football pitch. So my children never did football. They're into musical theatre, music. Son did a tiny bit of rugby. Anyway, we were launched into the football world because she has got three boys and they are well into football. So we went to watch the under sixes play football. And my crazy dyslexic observation, and it it may well have just been me, but after 10 minutes, my brain was fried. (laughs) And my friend kind of looked at me and and kind of said, Joe, you look a bit confused. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really confused. I can't deal with all the language. And she was like, what do you mean all the language? And I was like, All the dads shouting instructions to the six-year-olds on the pitch. Sometimes they're cueing them in by name, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just shouting random things like run or find the space. Um, But in case nobody's noticed, there are multiple children with the same name on opposing teams. Um, And I just said, perhaps it's just me. But if I was on that pitch, that would just blow my mind. I just wouldn't know who to listen to. Um, anyway, we decided after a bit of a discussion, we decided that that was probably my dyslexic brain. Um, so yeah, so I'm just sharing it with you, but it's interesting, isn't it? How actually some brains just can't process lots of language and my brain is one of them. And I'm pretty sure that that is related to my dyslexic thinking. So that was my weekend. And then on Tuesday, because I'd made the decision to not really be on tech all weekend, I had to catch up with admin. Um, Yeah, so there we go. If you're dyslexic, you'll get this. And actually, you might even get this if you're not dyslexic. But you know that feeling when you've been on holiday, that kind of back to work feeling or back to reality, and it feels really, really hard work. I believe that if you're neurodiverse, that's potentially exacerbated because actually when you stop completely, your brain is completely switched off and that's a very nice, safe and comfortable place to be. But then somehow you need to get it going again. But not only do you need to get it going, you need to deal with the overwhelm you haven't done while you've been off. 
And I had a lot of emails. And don't get me wrong, I'm super grateful for all the inquiries that came in. But lots of emails means that there was lots of language to read and lots of language to process. And I also find like processing emails really quite tricky because potentially there's a different action associated to them. So I can become overwhelmed quite quickly. So I can only work through a few at a time. Anyway, that led to me thinking about transitions in school and young people needing support with transitions. Um, And there are loads of mini transitions in school, getting into school, getting from break time back into lessons, going from the lessons into lunchtime, into the dinner hall, out of the dinner hall, out to the playground, back in, sometimes even switching teachers or moving from maths to English. That's a mini transition. And actually that feeling, that overwhelming feeling we get when we come back from holiday and we're trying to get back to reality, that's what children who struggle with transitions experience all the time. So they need strategies and support to be able to help with that. So um, I hope that makes sense. I have to say, um, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of an interesting analogy, but hopefully that kind of helps you. And it actually led to me writing a blog post about it. So if you head to my website, you'll be able to find the the blog post on there that I wrote about how trying to explain what that that feels like for children and give some strategies and ideas on ways we can kind of support that transition and make it more successful. So meanwhile, the inquiries were coming in. I was responding to them by phone calls, trying to write reports, also trying to finish Dyslexia Awareness Week. But before I talk to you about finishing Dyslexia Awareness Week, um, I had to go and do an assessment where I'd never done an assessment before. And I was actually quite anxious about it because it was a workplace, quite a big company and somewhere that I hadn't been, been before. So like, I knew that I was going to stress about the parking. I knew that I would stress about an induction because you have to do a brief health and safety induction to go in. Anyway, I failed at the first hurdle because I parked my car in the car park, which was all fine. But I didn't notice until I came out Well, actually, I didn't. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't notice at the time. I noticed halfway through my induction. So I parked the car. I went to like the reception place, signed in, whereby I was then given an iPad and needed to do like a really brief health and safety induction, which was five slides to read, a short video to watch and then a multiple choice quiz. I can't lie, my dyslexic anxiety did kick in and I was just like, oh my goodness, am I going to be able to read this quickly enough or will I answer the questions? Well, anyway, it was all really good until halfway through when when one of the things that it told you you had to do was you were supposed to reverse park your car in the car park. And I'd realised that I'd actually driven my car into the parking space. So yeah, my car stood out like a sore thumb because it was the only one that was the wrong way round. Anyway, if you've seen my logo and you'll find it on the little visual, you'll know that actually my car was a real life representation of the logo and the name of my company another way round. Yeah. So anyway, so that was that experience. The assessment went really well and was really positive. Anyway, we survived that. And then I was back home and I had to massively prioritise and crack on with Dyslexia Awareness Week because that starts on this Sunday coming. So it sounds crazy that I'm doing Dyslexia Awareness Week this week and it's next week, but I've actually created a series of pre-recorded videos for you that you're going to that are going to go live next week. 
and I'll be talking loads about it in the next week. But I needed to sort all of that out. And it was actually quite an epic job and quite stressful for a dyslexic head. And again, it was to do with those those transitions because it resulted in I had to do the interviews. I had to download the videos onto YouTube. They all need some sort of thumbnail thing on them. And I was sending them to somebody else to do that. Um, I also needed to create some visuals for um, social media platforms to advertise it. So there's actually been an awful lot of thinking and quite a lot of process involved in that. I also had to create the content, the text to go with the social media platform as well. I've got an amazing lady that helps me with social media, but obviously I needed to do that in advance so that this was all ready for her. So anyway, managed to crack that. That was Dyslexia Awareness Week sorted. Um, So I've managed to park that. And now it's back to the day job, really. I've got a lot of reports to write, lots of inquiries to book in. Um, But in the meantime, because when we feel a bit stressed or overwhelmed, we procrastinate, right? We scroll. That's how this generation rolls, isn't it? Scrolling through social media. I came across this comment that kind of really resonated me. And the comment was labels are soup. People are way more complex than a label. And this comment was in a response to an amazing lady that I followed, Dr. Helen Ross. Follow her if you don't already, because she's absolutely amazing. And... She is a guru with dyslexia. She's an assessor like me. She's a doctor, so she's obviously got a doctorate in it too. Um, But she'd written a post all about the importance of diagnosis and labelling. And the comment underneath said, labels... um, the, the, The comment to do with the labels in the soup was underneath this. Anyway, it really resonated with me because I totally got what Dr. Helen Ross was saying. My diagnosis at age 34 was utterly life-changing, without a doubt. And the reason why it was life-changing was because suddenly I understood the way my brain thought and how I could work with my dyslexia rather than against it. Now, I can't lie. Oh, I don't want to say that. That's in a transcript. Hang on. Anyway... Basically, I commented underneath that I felt that labelling was really important and explained my experience of why. But the irony was, once upon a time, I used soup in a training session. So I had three tins without labels on. And I also had a plate and I had a fork. And throughout the training, I just sporadically opened the tin and poured the contents of the tin onto a plate. And ironically, it just so happened that in one tin was pineapple, one tin was pulses, and one tin was soup. And they were all mixed up. I didn't know what was in each one because I took the labels off before I left home. And it just so happened that the soup was the final one that was that was open. So obviously, I could eat the pulses and the pineapple with a fork. But I really couldn't do that with the soup. Um, and kind of it, it prompted a kind of really interesting discussion about how actually is a label important or not? Because actually when I poured the soup out, it went all over the table. It wasn't contained. I didn't have the right tools to be able to eat the soup, to be able to heat it up. And actually it prompted some really good discussion about re- labeling and whether that was helpful or not. So anyway, basically Writing all of that in a comment actually led me to then generating another whole load of content for social media and writing another blog post. Um, So, yeah, that has been my 
crazy week. And as if that hadn't, I thought that was going to be it. But then I'll just squish this final thing at the end of this week. I've just got off the phone to a call with Aaron, um, Aaron Dyslexia, the organiser of the Dyslexia Show. Um, I've been asked to talk um, at the show next week, um, next week, next year, 2024. Um, and I will be talking on both days in the parent section. So I've just had a really brilliant call with him to just discuss what he wants me to talk about. Um, I won't disclose the title of my talk yet, but I'm sure I will at um, some point. Anyway, creating my first 10 minute video for TikTok, it just made me realise that actually, this should be a blog. And I should just do a weekly blog, chronicling all the ways that dyslexia impacts me, my dyslexic observations, my dyslexic experiences as an assessor. I'm sure my children will do some dyslexic things at some point that I can kind of slip in. Um, But yeah, I just thought it would be interesting listening for some people. Who knows? Anyway, that's it for for now. That's been the crazy week. York, a couple of blog posts, a couple of controversial comments, reverse parking the wrong way around or rather not reverse parking. Um, And just generally trying to keep myself afloat and not let dyslexic overwhelm kick in. Um, so yeah, so that's the end of the old, uh, I think that's the end of the talk for today. If you have enjoyed me rambling on and would like to listen to the next episode, which will be next week at the end of Dyslexia Awareness Week, um, I do believe you can find a way to follow it, um, follow the blog post. Um, but you will find me on most social media platforms, either Another Way Round Dyslexia Support or at Dyslexic Life with Joe Reese. Um, I hope you have a great week and don't forget to always look on the dyslexic side of life. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Have a great week, guys.